Good evening. You're listening to Three Moves Ahead, and I am Len. I am your host for this week, and we've got a little bit of a a mini uh, no CB cast reunion um, for you. Uh, if you guys listened to uh, the the paradox focused podcast, the hits paradox focused. Oh yeah, yeah. The the only I think paradox. Yeah, that's podcast. why it was. <laughs> uh as i am joined uh by by lambert hello there and by father loris hello uh the only reason we don't have rose is because we're talking about eu4 and i'm pretty sure she has not become an eu4 addict yeah (laughs) she's also (laughs) she's also very much uh hired by paradox nowadays and we can't have that level of of bias and no she's great but like yeah well, that's true. She works on Prison Architect, so it's not like super overlapping with what we're talking about. But uh, yeah, same thing with Troy. Troy and Rose work in the same same company now, which is kind of mm-hmm. weird. Um, uh, but yeah, Troy usually recuses himself from any paradox related shows as well. Um, but yeah, the the reason I have invited uh, my my two former co-hosts here is because it got to the end of January and I realized that the only strategy game I've really played and could talk about this entire month has been the Anbanar total conversion mod for your <laughs> It's like fire emblem. What's that? I don't, ah, I'm not going to spend $60 on an anime game right now. I've got, I've got a world to burn with my, uh, dark, sorcery and undead legions um so, oh, have you been, been playing, playing the... still <laughs> or, 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 yeah, um, I, black Demensky. i, I actually i did not know that that path existed i started out as the sword covenant and then they become uh sword land or something no that's i'm thinking of uh of uh suzerain um <laughs> sword land yeah, the best of all lands. Coven, Covenblad. It's the, 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 uh, the yeah. nation you form is called Covenblad. Yeah, uh, I thought you were um, talking about blade marches, but yeah, that's uh, close enough. Yeah, so it's it's an absurdly detailed, like high fantasy world hmm. with like elves and wizards and stuff, where they have completely remade the EU four map into. Uh, it's it's a completely new map, completely new cultures, yeah, it's a whole it's bunch a of new mechanics. Some, well, let's say, let's be honest, it is obviously a new map, but there are very much direct parallels yeah. all over the place. Right, you will find yeah. a very Chinese esque area to the east. <laughs> the French live on the um, e- the western part of an empire. Sort of like the Holy Roman Empire. It does, <laughs> yeah. It parallels. It rhymes. It's you know, it's it's good. I love yeah. it. I've, I've talked to there like, is, uh, yeah, there is lots of parallels. I've talked to Jay a bit about this too, about like opinions of fancy tropes, and I think me and him are on a Jay, sorry. Jay is the the lead of this and uh, of Amber, and uh, <laughs> our, our our opinions on tropes. And I'm a big fan of fantasy tropes, and Amber is very tropey in. In the best way possible, I think. <laughs> you know, it doesn't try to go so unique that you can't have a sort of grasp of the sort of fan- fantasy main arcs, really. I think in certain areas it could lean even further into the tropes. Hmm. Um, because 
it seems like what I like, right? The the fantasy worlds that I grew up loving yeah. is two two of them. I've got Tolkien and I've got Warhammer. I love both of those fantasy worlds. And in both of them, the idea of orcs and humans like working together is is just so far like outside of the realms of possibility. So then when I come to Anbanar and you play someone like Korintar, um mm-hmm. who their whole deal is you know, a merging of human and orc into a cohesive society that works together. It's like, okay, having that one-off kind of style is great. But then you go a little bit further north and you have Frozen Moor, which is the exact same. Humans and orcs working together, just with a more orc-led government. And then it kind of seems like that's quite common. Um, Obviously, in the real world, racism real bad but like fantasy, fantasy racism. racism is i it's it's fun I, I, in a way I, I, <laughs> it's really hard to say this without sounding ten minutes super in and we've sus racism is fine um, <laughs> yeah well so so they have what they've done that's really interesting which is something that it, it's like a it's always been kind of a stumbling block i think to getting these klausowitz games to work with a fantasy setting is that they don't they're not built around the idea that there's like multiple sentient species yeah that all have their own societies and and may not be like reproductively compatible what mm-hmm. anbanar has done is they add a province modifier so like you might have a, an orcish province that has like a human minority and it could be like yeah. There's different sizes of minorities. And um, then at the state level, you have. Um, there's like a there's it's like it's kind of hacked together. It's very much like the kind of weird hack you would see in a total conversion mod where like you yeah. click on something in the decision screen and it brings up an event text that lets you decide how racist you are <laughs> against dwarves or something. Yeah, just for racism slider. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We've got to go 90% um, racist for me to have this playthrough. Um, right. And it is like, part of this is just the way that you four works, but it is very much a case of, and I guess this also is kind of true in, in Vicky as well, and also Crusader Kings, now that I think about it, is it like racism is something that mostly only exists at the state level? Um, yeah where like you decide whether your country is racist or not. Um, there are some events that can come up that like, Oh, ogres moved in here and people are being racist and having pogroms against the ogres. What are you going to do? Are you going to tell them to stop? Or are you just going to let them kill the ogres? Yeah. And there's so certain there like, like flavor some... ones too, which are really cool. Like, um, yeah. you know, for example, dwarves could have a grudge if you have a hold and, you know, yeah. save them and, and halflings, I think, get angry over a dinner and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's yeah. interesting things like that, you know. On the topic of that ogre one, though, your humans are getting mad about the ogres because they're eating people. Well, you like, know, I, I recall that event. <laughs> it's because they're eating people. You I know, mean... listen, their culture is, you know, to them, we're like a tasty snack. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I can yeah. relate to that. 
Um, yeah. So no, it's so, so like it is like this this like fundamental blind spot I think of the Klausowitz strategy games of like yeah. modeling racial tension on the social level and not just on the government level. Yeah. Or like the only way they figured out how to do it is like, okay, we're gonna fire a mean time to happen event that tells you that racial tensions are happening. <laughs> mechanically yeah. it does kind yeah. of work though it's like yeah. i think in game i've never had much of an issue with it it all seems pretty good the only problem i've had with it so far is it's not too much of a problem but like you have a primary race right right and uh-huh. uh say if another nation's having a uh like a purge or expulsion of your race they can come to your place right and um your primary race is always accepted uh, at all times uh, so at the event that triggers, you can either take all their goods um, or let them in for free. And taking all their goods before you let them in uh, decreases your tolerance. But obviously, if you're your primary pop, <laughs> you take all the goods and there's no consequences. So say if you're playing as the dwarves and someone's purging the dwarves, every single dwarf that comes into your country is like, yeah, I'll take everything you've got. And you're like, oh, I'm so accepted still because you're primary pops. So that's a funny <laughs> bit of that. Like, yeah, I, did, I didn't realize that. That's um yeah, I'll be making use of that. Yeah, yeah. You can never lose uh um uh, yeah, tolerance of a primary pop. So always steal money from your primary pop when they come to your lands. Right. And they still have cultures, like there's different human cultures, and you might yeah. be like, Okay, we don't accept this other human culture, but they won't have the additional modifier for being a non coexisting race or species or whatever you want to call it yeah um and they've got like beautiful artwork too like in a recent patch i got loads of problems with the recent patch but like the <laughs> we'll uh, get to that we'll get to those i'm sure but like uh the the, the arts that's been put into it quite recently too are actually beautiful right like yeah advisor portraits especially oh, have been oh, yeah. something they've really focused on recently and they are really cool mm-hmm. and that racial tolerance screen that you've mentioned before has had a bit of a revamp and although yep. it's still clunky because it's within the price of its engine it's it's beautifully clunky so it's, it's yeah. really cool yeah so there Mother is, is like to be like code wizards basically yeah right so there is like you know there's there's not europe and there's not egypt <laughs> and there's not india and not asia and like within <laughs> not europe you have the not holy roman empire yeah. They even have history going back to the not Roman Roman Empire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which and you can restore the, the not Roman Empire. Yeah. Oh, don't forget we... the not Alexander the Great and right. the not Greek city states <laughs> over in the New World. Yeah, exactly. It would randomly just this is the Aegean. We couldn't think of we, we, we had to think of like what to do down here. Yeah, yeah. Um being not Aegeans, I think you'll yeah, find that. So. The, so their version of the Roman Empire actually fell apart be- because of a like a, a mad sorcerer, uh, which is interesting. Um and then there's the not Vikings up north and the steps have centaurs. It's a lot of stuff you would expect. Yeah. The big Very twist trophy. is the the new world, which they call Alentir, is where the elves came from, and about a, a like fifteen hundred years ago, roughly, uh, some magic nonsense happened, and they blew a large part of it up. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> which, like the the new world is the old world, right? Like that's uh, yeah, basically, yeah. So yeah. like the elves that came to the human and dwarf lands, like the continent that 
most of the stuff happens on we're fleeing from that catastrophe mm. and then they have the ones that stayed who are the ruin born who some of them like mutated and have like bat noses or like turned into leech people now mm. um which is you know you're you're calling a, if, if you play a colonizing nation you're gonna run into some weird stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> is is sort of the upshot but they have like these sort of more primitive elf tribes and then some who are not so primitive because they were far enough away from the explosion that are they hid in a magic forest or something yeah um, <laughs> dumb shit the, like that which is great for fantasy universes the like, core what are the what are the greek-esque ruin born down in the southwest the it's like the ocean yeah uh, they, they apparently had giant magical blue. giant magical wards over their cities so that's how they you played as them for a while, didn't you? You got some. I did, yeah. Their yeah. their story is interesting because there's this large, like a colossal size of countries blue desert. The um all of the sand in that blue desert is basically like radioactive, and winds come through, pick up that blue sand, and bring it over to the island where all these Greek ruin-born elves are. Um, it's turned them all blue. And if you, you know, are outside of this, these warded prison cities, you, you're basically melted to death. Um, so after they, you know, they all had to hide in the, these prison cities and the, all of the people that live there now are the descendants of those prisoners. But they think they're like the highest of nobility. They're not. They're all, they're all descendants. They're basically Australian Greeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, it's interesting because that whole half of the world is very much not based on any um, really real world, um, like, uh, society for the most part. Uh, there's like, there's a whole peninsula. I yeah. actually last night started a, a run in uh, Jemred Kurt, which is like, it's there there's a whole there's a whole part of Alentir where some of the survivors of the elven civilization hid in a giant forest where the Fey helped them out and then they split off into seasonal courts and are having a big war over yeah. what season is the best. <laughs> uh, Naturally you went with winter. Of course I went I know, with winter. Yeah, of course. Yeah, oh yeah. My goodness. I mean, their 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 leader is Emerald Winter's Wrath. Of course I was gonna pick that <laughs> That's that's a pretty base name. Yeah, so um yeah, the most recent update added the most recent big update added a lot of stuff to Alentir because it didn't used to have a whole lot going yeah. on if you weren't playing as a colonizing country. Um which has like some interesting uh interesting narrative stuff in in Anbinar because like, you know, the elves are going back and rediscovering their homeland rather than yeah, uh, you know, it's, a, it's a really yeah. interesting like elven nation called Vanale, right? Which goes back and is sort of like quite petulantly whiny about, oh, it's the elven continent. It's just for elves, okay? Yeah, and get very angry whenever they are the most tropey one. Yeah, they, they are the, one of the only countries that say no. We will not be enjoying this this era of tolerance between races. You get turned into batteries. 
and we will conquer everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like most of the elves that moved to to Canor, which is like not Europe, adopted like the 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 pantheon of all of the other like the humans that live there. But yeah, it's Vanel and uh, Silent Repose, which is like this mo- elven monastery on a mountain that wants to be left alone. They still follow like the elven precursor religion. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alvin Forebears. I think, I think there's one game. more. Oh yeah, yeah. Ibavar, like the people still follow it, but the, the leaders don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have a large disaster at the start of the game as they try and figure that out. Mm. Oh, I haven't actually played as them before. I want to check that out. They're pretty interesting. Very um, good, powerful. They get very powerful military, but it's an elven military. Powerful, yeah. Oh, but that's um, the other great thing about Ambonai is all the different races have their own administration and military traits. So. If you're playing right. as like a um if you're playing as an elf, uh, you know, you have very good military, but the manpower really sucks. Uh, yeah. if you're playing as a halfling, your military kind of sucks, but your mercenaries are amazing. Um, you know, that sort yeah, of thing. Orcs orcs are like really, really strong militarily in the early game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then some of their bonuses sort sort of become less, less useful later on. Um yeah. Uh, they, uh, the goblins, which are my favorite, they're um, they're, they're really rubbish. But, they're bad uh, at everything bad other everything. than the fact that there's tons of them. There's tons of them, yeah. And later on, they get good fire pits in their units. Um, so they're pretty much rubbish for most of the game until they invent guns. Hold it up. What is? Um, oh yeah, goblins. Uh, yeah, manpower modifier plus twenty. Yeah, yeah. they're. <laughs> <laughs> recovery speed plus 15 force limit plus 15 yeah and maintenance modifier minus 10 yeah so it's pretty it's pretty good you just get a lot of rubbish <laughs> yeah so. there's, there's actually a, a very interesting um sub mod for anbana that i've been testing out recently it's still pretty broken in many ways uh but instead of um having you know you know your racial military is human or your racial military is orc or whatever it is um they've split off all of that and made every single race its own estate and seamless yeah interesting and so you can interact with say dwarves and that's where you will find things like your your five cheap loans for example they only the dwarves give these kinds of loans um but you can also like individually recruit um from these different races uh via like the privilege system mm. and then depending on how many of the provinces you have of that race uh will determine your army composition which is um oh. shown through the crownland yeah, yeah. system that um, would be cool yeah like uh like the banners that could only be raised from manchu yeah yeah in vanilla yeah yeah as it does um, seem weird that you'd be playing as like uh like you know, one of the Phoenix Empire successor states, and you're like, "All right, our giant human army, uh, you're all fired. Only elves yeah. are allowed in the <laughs> army now. Uh, you guys all get to go work in the mines, and uh, all of our institutional knowledge gone. Uh, we are just going. We are an elven army now. Um, yeah." <laughs> That's always a sign of a great mod, though. It's the same in like <laughs> Civilization Four. Is if a mod has mods that are good, like yeah, uh-huh. which is pretty. <laughs> it's, 
Well, I was going to say, like, I don't really play Vanilla Eve for anymore, but like I'm addicted no, to, to Anvinar. Like, this yeah, is, yeah. You know, uh, so this this is like the main game as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, yeah, so I pretty yeah. much always yeah, I, I only play Eve for to push it on to friends as like a, a as a sort of gateway drug into playing Anvinar <laughs> with them. That's basically hey, yeah, that's basically how it works. I mean, yeah. I haven't played vanilla in probably about two years now. Mm. Um, it's just purely been mods for me uh, recently. And yeah, Anbana's probably been like 90% of my play in the last two years. It's, yeah, it's a stellar mod. I, I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. There's there's vampires. We haven't even talked about the oh, vampires God, yeah, yet. Oh, God, the vampires are great. Or yeah. the undead armies. That right. They oh, yeah. Yep. There's like two different vampire countries and one of them is just like, I'm going to raise a skeleton army and destroy everyone. And then there's one where it's like, I'm going to infiltrate every country and turn their leaders into vampires and take <laughs> over the world that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. The most recent run I did, there's there's uh, this event called the Green Tide that happened um, just before the game the start date where the orcs came in and basically destroyed i suppose what would be eastern europe more or less yeah um, yeah yeah I'd say about it was also there. like the heartlands of their version of rome so that's it's like not exactly one to one um and you have all these adventuring guilds which use monastic order theocracy government and the north american native migration <laughs> mechanics yeah and it works so well i think it yeah. works as those adventure companies crazy how well it, it does for yeah. like native americans in vanilla Weirdly. so you have like yeah these like bands of adventurers fighting these like orcish remnant tribes because their whole invasions like splintered off into a bunch of different warring tribes when their leader was killed which is I think literally the day before yeah. the mod starts <laughs> is that when that happened. Yeah. So um yeah, and you can you can sort of create your own nation in that area, uh, which is a really fun It is really fun, man. Yeah. And the girl I, I, who kills him becomes a god. Yeah. Which is kinda cool. I mean that's I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna become a god, doing it by killing the head of like a massive wave of orcs is you know, so it's a oh, good way to do it. That's, yeah, that's another thing. Speaking of that, like, don't don't know how much you want to spoil it, because the Reformation yeah. is amazing, and it's something you certainly have to experience. Their version of the Protestant Reformation is, um, I mean, so we just say spoilers, spoilers, having spo cuts to so slight spoiler. Like, imagine if Martin Luther nailed the ninety five theses to the church. And then it started raining blood. <laughs> and, and, and the, the feces was, God is dead. Yeah, um, yeah, there's... Literally yeah. dead. Oh, no, the, the, the gods are fighting and the red bl uh, rain blood is, is the god's blood itself yeah. raining down on people. Or At so the end we of it, think, like, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. We have crazy. no idea which god won, so let us yeah. fight as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they're discussing, like, oh, well, if the, the main, like, like, the king of the gods died, like, okay, we need to, like, look at feudal succession law to figure <laughs> out, like, <laughs> who's the main yeah. deity now. I, I think the, that... the gods are playing CK3 in the sky. 
<laughs> well, it's, we Basically. don't even ask the gods. It's just like we're fighting each other over who we think should be worshipped. <laughs> yeah, now. exactly. Yeah, which is you know, uh, N- neither side discounts yeah. the existence of the other. It's just our god is actually the king of the gods. No, our god's the king of the gods. It's yeah. like let them decide. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's even like a second reformation that's it's kind of more almost like rationalist in character. Yeah, but very theocratically um, rationalist. And that's that's another yeah. interesting gameplay thing because that introduces Catholic, Catholic mechanisms into the game at a later yeah. stage, which is really cool. And that's Revalian, which is basically um, yeah. worship. The cube is is God. Yeah. So there's, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a cube, basically, that uh, <laughs> uh, leaks truth. Um, pray, and, pray to the cube, yes. Yeah. Um, it's a leaky yeah. truth I think this cube. brings us on to like a, a really important point about Anbanar, is that if you don't like reading, you're not going to get as much out of this mod as you could. Yeah. Because the event text the um the mission flavor text all of that is so well written in yeah. part, like there's some things that aren't so okay we'll get on to we'll get on to that for the most part and it very much depends on i guess who is writing it um but some of the event text is incredible i've i've had oh yeah so much fun playing specifically as um the Elven successor states in Bulwa, uh, Bursartenshi's into Phoenix Empire, mm-hmm. is like my favorite run that I've ever done in this game. It's a good one. Um, yeah. Because of the, the event text and the the flavor of the disasters that you get later on, including things like a genie coming back to life and wrecking everything. Mm. But the text that comes along with it, if you spend the time to read it, it just brings you so much so so much um it's well worth it my my favorite is for well my old favorite was the goblins but like my like the uh my new favorite i guess um since the update was is probably castanol i think of a current game if you're playing any nation you want really good like flavor text castanol is the one to go for um i haven't actually tried them yet oh they're so good it's like the succession system they have uh where you have to do trials um basically so you go with a sort of very tropey fantasy uh, trials to become king, right? So every king has to be an adventurer. It could be anyone. And we have to get to the top of a mountain and complete a bunch of trials, right? And each trial is, is like a choose-your-own-adventure thing where you're, like, slaying a, uh, like a, a, a drake. And one has you, like, shouting from a, from a hill so the people in the city can hear you and trying to project your voice. And, you know, there's, there's loads of these, like, little missions. So every time this you is, have a... this is like fantasy Rome, right? Like Casanova. Yes, this is. You're, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. recreating the fantasy Roman Empire that fell. That's right. You know? Now, and I imagine yeah. Julius Caesar has to had to do like a a Bush Tucker <laughs> trial every time he wants to be a, <laughs> the emperor. Yeah, I'm sold. I'm going to try it. That's my it's, next. Yeah, run, it's actually. really yeah. fun. And uh, alongside that, you've got like uh, you know rebuilding the roads and the walls of the old Roman Empire. Ooh. Who gets the option to do that? Because when I did my Sword Covenant run, I I owned most of Castanor, but I never got like a decision to restore. It's not a decision. You just have to unite the entire region, and you can't be uh, can't be Black Domensk. I think. Okay, well that 
It must be mutually exclusive with that. And I think you I, need to I, also <laughs> be, uh, uh, you know, the patricians? Uh-huh. They have to be Oh, alive. yeah, I never finished that mission because I yeah, was yeah. waiting for the dev... You, you have to integrate not, them into not society. Rome, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you have to get wait for the devastation to go down to zero. <laughs> That's right. I think as well, this, you, you yeah. can't... Um, create one of the existing countries like it, when you become when you stop being your adventuring company you have to create your own new country mm. instead of reforming one of the ancient ones that used to exist before the green tide so like oh, no Adenica yeah, or I think blade marches is prevented from it maybe not no not blade marches what were no. the other ones uh, um, I know Adenica is one that you can't do maybe you can now I think you have to look at the script. I think yeah. the main one yeah. to do it with. Um, I can't remember. Our hold is always a safe bet, anyway. Yeah, our hold in Counts League. Yeah, Counts League is technically the most legitimate remaining successor of of Castor, but um, I did it as a Denica because they were coolest, <laughs> and I kind of felt yeah. sad that I wasn't a Denica anymore because a Denica is a sort of the most tropey knights. <laughs> sort yeah. of it's it's bretonia it's bretonia it's, yeah. it's it bretonia yeah. but not french and and it's german bretonia oh my gosh <laughs> it is <laughs> you're right and uh oh the, the, the actual gameplay the, the the cavalry are so good like you can rampage around the world with your ridiculous overpowered knights and and yeah. wreck shirts is great it's a lot what of fun I what I ended up doing instead is I formed the Black Dabin, which is basically the your king is a dark sorcerer and yeah. they're trying to free use magic to free the world from <laughs> labor. It's weird. It's, it's, like, most, it's very tropey evil, isn't it? It's I very good. It's also I, not evil in the same way. Like in in a yeah. certain way, yeah. you are basically signing a contract with the ruler of the kingdom. Um, I forget. Uh, begins with an L, maybe. I can't remember. You, you're basically signing a contract with her where you don't need to work a day in your life. Mm -hmm. You, It's basically, you get paid for living. You can get food and live and do art and whatever. You've got the best life ever. And the contract states that when you die, your body is hers that will be raised up and then your corpse will do the mining, the farming, yeah. the the manual labor that no one wants to do. So for the average citizen in um, the black domain, life's great Yeah, if you don't mind the smell. Yeah, there's zombies <laughs> walking around doing your chores, and that's... It's you know. uh, luxury luxury necro-communism. Yeah. It basically <laughs> is. It but literally they're also, is. They're also trying to like unlock the secrets of magic to like ascend consciousness of everyone mm -hmm. to a higher... It is the longest mission tree I have ever seen in my oh, life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you unlock it in like 1680, so I'm not sure how... Like you, you need to. You really need to get on, get on your shit to like even get to the end of it. Yeah, Castanos was saying like, heavy though. Um, yeah, I, I love the Order yeah. of the Iron Scepter part of the mission tree. I love the Estil part of the mission tree. Like Estil part of the mission tree is amazing. And then as soon as you form Black Domain, it's like, where's my fun gone? Because I don't, I don't enjoy that part of the mission tree. Unfortunately, well, uh, um, like. 
it has some like very poorly explained mechanics. The reason I ended up abandoning that game is because like they talk to you about like, oh, acolytes are like a special type of vassal. And if you have more acolytes, you can do these special CBs where you can like take over a whole country in one war and then your acolytes get a certain amount of it based on your estate privileges. So I made a vassal swarm. I just like tore my way through the Empire of Anbanar, like grabbing all of their OPMs. And then I realized that you cannot turn normal vassals into acolytes. You have to create them <laughs> using yeah. a state edict. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is like the most counterintuitive thing I, that they never explain to you. I actually so, quit after I I used one of those CBs and yeah. uh, it randomly gives all the bits of land to some of your random acolytes and the border yeah. door is horrendous. That yeah, is, you, you have to be ready <laughs> so for I the just border went, like, door. Uh, no, I don't like this. Like, I can't look I, this anymore. I quit. <laughs> I want to see the rest of the story. Like, I want to see, like, how does this end? Is it just like the like the end of the cycle in Stellaris where like everybody just gets raptured and the map is no, like... Everyone's Black gone. And blotchy. Yeah, I mean, is is magic racist? Like, are they going to leave the gnolls behind and then we're going to have a gnoll world now? Like, I don't know. So, <laughs> one world, no whole world. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Um, we also haven't talked about the fact that they basically have a whole system of like underground provinces. Yes. Yeah. This yeah, yeah. was like the thing that really catapulted Anbanar into being like super popular mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Like yeah. before that, it was it was a mod that existed. It was it was popular and stuff. Yeah, I, I played but it. But then when they it launched, it was... added dwarves, and it was like it just it exploded. Really. Yeah. 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 That's when I so first there's... probably playing it. Anyway, like I said, I played it when it was just the Empire of Anbanar, and it was very flavorless. And, uh, yeah, so it's 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 not like a separate map layer. Like if you actually just look at the bare terrain map mode, it just looks like mountains. Yeah. But if you actually click on the provinces that are on those mountains, it's it's like uh you know a dwarf hold or a cavern, and there's like a whole railway road, system. Yeah, road yeah. that they built through the mountains where you can restore the old railroads. Uh, the way they've like works down there. Yeah. Designed the shape of a. Like provinces, it's quite intuitive just by looking on the map. What is a, a road? What's a hold? And what's a cave? Like a cave has got yeah. a cave shape. A road has got a yeah. square sort of elongated shape. And holds are you know typically, you know, hexa, hexa, hexagons or squares. You know, it looks it works really well. I yeah. Think. So um, there was a there was there was a super old dwarven empire that stretched all under these mountains. That something very bad happened. I don't actually know the lore for that. <laughs> um and then the thing is the green tide yeah. basically oh, okay yeah. it was Alt the turned. original green tide and then the uh so the the you have these dwarven expeditions that are like migratory nations that are going to reclaim yeah. these holds and rebuild them and and they work and, on the old uh native american system I mean, right uh, yeah they don't is, they don't have tr- quote unquote tribal land they yeah. just they get mana for moving every province. Maybe. Yeah. And then once you establish a hold, you can keep digging deeper and deeper and nothing bad ever happens. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the... Tolkien was wrong, actually. There was yeah. actually just... you know, no problem with yeah. just going too deeply and too greedily. Like, yeah. yeah. No, no, Especially yeah. being too greedy as a dwarf. There's no worries about that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, just get all of the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dig all of the way down. Get all of the yeah. money you can. Yeah. Um. Don't worry about the mushrooms. Yeah. And you'll be. Yeah. What are the disasters coming? I mean, what are the interesting things? Uh, dig through all. If it's an evil-looking stone, dig through it. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. If there is. <laughs> so the yeah the the interesting thing is uh in in my last game the like my last long playthrough that I got pretty far with Black Demine, one of the disasters that can happen when you dig too deep they just came became kind of like a normal part of society oh really <laughs> like i had an alliance with them and i was like well okay well you know that's quite they chilled a out. alliance actually okay yeah, well, so we I just mean, I, we were evil ages so. yes yeah, the yeah. evil dwarves i guess yeah the obsidian legion um yeah. i don't want to spoil like every <laughs> Yeah, Every I feel like if we say that, that can happen, but <laughs> you'll have to edit this heavily to have spoiler warnings or yeah. something. Yeah. Um I think one yeah. of the most interesting thing about the dwarfs though is every single hold or uh, not everyone, eventually every single hold will have this. But right now, quite a lot of the holds are completely unique. Like you start as an adventurer and you can settle in one of these holds hmm. and depending on who you settle as your game is going to be so radically different. Mm. Um, for example, if you settle in the hold of Hull Jawcat, you're entire, you get a, a unique mission tree that if you settled in Ovdel Azan, for example, you wouldn't have like this unique system. Yeah. Um, Hull Jawcat does everything to do with beer. They want to brew the best beers. They make beer out of absolutely anything. Mm. Um, but if you instead settle in uh, of Dalkanzad, if the original dwarves there die or out, your entire gameplay will be about cannons instead. Yeah, yeah. If you're in Verkal Gulen, your entire uh, mission tree is all about getting gold. Like every hold is unique. Oh, there's one that conquers like the, the woods of the elves, and uh, yes, uh, <laughs> that's really good. Scom- Scomdier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just want to you want to chop down trees and, and piss off the elves, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun there's. Game, there's a big magical forest with like wood elves in it, and they have like yeah. weird, sh- weird shit you can discover if you go through their mission tree. And I tell you what, I love, <laughs> um, uh, I love that aspect of like fae, a very old Anglo-Saxon fae, you know, right? Uh, yeah, and not like little fairies that go, oh, hello, yeah. I'm Tinkerbell, you know, they're bastards, <laughs> they're horrible yeah. bastards, and they yeah. will, you they have will to balance trick you in the most devious, yeah. horrible way. <laughs> You have to Love. balance between the Sealy and the Unsealy, which both give different bonuses, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. really cool. I don't know if I've read uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Fae and Bats, basically. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They like that. So it's, old it's, school it's, Fae, not, old not school these fell. new school yeah. <laughs> posers. Who's a Fae? Fuck off, Tinkerbell. <laughs> I'm having fucking... <laughs> If only you could, uh, you know, put put curse words in the title of the of the podcast. We we'd have it right there. <laughs> Fuck off, Tinkerbell. What a line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about the Phoenix Empire earlier, which is also another one of these giant fallen empires that was basically one of the elves showed up in. I guess it's like the Levant or Arabia is sort of what it, this area yeah, is based yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. 
and they thought that the humans that lived there basically saw him as an incarnation of their sun god and he went on to conquer like all the way to basically fantasy china more or mm. less yeah um and uh so there's like a bunch of successor kingdoms that came from that there's the jadari which are like a successor to him that thinks elven supremacy is maybe something we should not have <laughs> in the new phoenix empire yeah, uh yeah. So they're very tolerant because he got he got swayed by yeah. um a sweet harpy booty right that's the only reason <laughs> it's the only reason he thinks this is because you know he had got what a harpy wife and then his entire outlook on life changed yeah yeah, yeah you know which that, i mean yeah. i've seen the artwork of this specific harpy i would too i'm not gonna lie <laughs> sometimes sometimes all it takes is some harpy booty to make you not racist um <laughs> <but yeah. laughs> He's still super zealous. Like, he's got that religious racism, uh, Uh, but like species racism, nah. Feel free to intermingle with any race. Just not as long as they believe in the same God. Whenever whenever you say harpy, but in my mind, I picture Hag Raven. That's that's my problem. (laughs) Well, then. Not sure about that. The other really interesting thing, though, is that if, if you go over to Hales, which is like their version of East Asia, this mm-hmm. is actually the run that I started this morning as I was getting ready for the podcast. Uh, there's the Sunrise Elves, who are like the Sun Elves of the former Phoenix Empire, who kind of became more culturally integrated into the East. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not really welcome in <clears throat> in in fantasy China, uh, in Yanshan, because there were a bunch of pogroms against them because they remembered the elves being racist and were not into that. But in like the area that's like corresponds to Southeast Asia, there's actually some countries where they cor- they coexist. And I started a run as Azkare, which is actually it's yeah. a human country, but it's led by a sunrise elf, and they have yeah, a you, large you elven too, right? Yeah. Play them in multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Okay, um, yeah. Getting getting that mission tree done in multiplayer is a struggle, um, <laughs> but yeah, I had a, I had quite a lot of fun with uh, Hidarian. Um, the, the characters that you get from this mod as well, like I re- I remember the name of the character I played when I did the Phoenix Empire, Celadora. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Asgray, I haven't I didn't I played them. Uh, when did I stop playing them? Like February last year. Um, Hidarian Tananzweer. I I remember it because it's a character, especially when you play elves. Like Hidarian lived until seventeen sixty five for yeah, me. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's three hundred and fifty years where I was playing with the same ruler of my country. So you get to know them. Like they are like characters to you. Like vent text is telling you all about their lives you learn about their kids and their wife and when he died it was kind kind of uh, sad uh, i'm not gonna lie um but yeah i was, yeah, was the same with all my empress in castano i remember every single one of their names because they're all yeah, castan they get renamed castan as soon as they become right emperors, so. <laughs> you have your name has to be castan oh yes castan v 57 yeah. if i remember him and castan yeah. 58 oh yeah what a rain. <laughs> 
yeah the the average lifespan of an elf is like 400 years so if you mm-hmm. start with a country that has a young elf ruler there's a chance that they will still be alive by the end of the game yeah, um, yeah. there's also stuff where like you could study necromancy and become a lich i don't yeah. know maybe discover immortality yeah yeah and uh, um, also becoming a vampire yeah right yeah it's it's pretty good for your health it's pretty if good yeah but hunters come if, and try and get you too like right well and if you're in canor and you become a lich like the the magical community doesn't really look kindly on that so they might try They're to do something innovation it. really yeah they really are um yeah so yeah it's it's an it's amazing how detailed this is and like how deep the history is and yeah. you know how how much they've they've kind of taken these tropes and applied some like real historical rules to them in a yeah. way that creates a fantasy setting that doesn't feel you know it has a lot of those tropes but it doesn't feel too much like something you've seen before yeah because of the way that everything interacts with everything else mm-hmm. um and obviously the time period you know it's the gunpowder era what you know how does what elven yeah. elite archers do against like a firing line of line infantry if that's like something the, you've ever a time period yeah. and technological advances like you know the same so there's always a reference point so it's not like sometimes and we all play D of some kind we've all had a dm that has spent far too long on their very special uh <laughs> fantasy setting but it's completely incomprehensible to everyone playing and, and yeah is a nightmare. i've been that person <laughs> <You've> been... <laughs> so, yeah but there's always a grounding when you come to ambonar you can like we, we've already talked about the geographical similarities but the technological similarities too and also the fancy trope so you can you can literally dive into ambonar and and instantly find familiar things and then going to explore the unfamiliar things in a very yeah, I mean, we already spoke way. about the Reformation, the religious Reformation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. As, a, as a parallel. Which and happens like at the same date, to, basically. Yeah. And then when it comes to, in our world, we had uh, the end of EU4's time span, you have the Revolution, like the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. That's also paralleled in Anbanar, but instead of, you know, liberty, egality, fraternity, it's more, I like magic. No, screw you. The uh, I like artificery, mm-hmm. and that's basically the the conflict is between people who use artificery, um, machines to do magical things, and then the old stuffy elite. I oh, yeah, but I can use magic, and therefore it's special, and I'm special, and screw all you yeah. plebs with your little machines. And so you've got that kind of um, conflict going on, and that's your revolution. Yeah, uh, their their industrial revolution is basically a magitech revolution. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, there's also stuff like you know, I with love the, the art of history element. <sighs> like before, yeah. there was the changes to goblins. Like the uh, one of my favorite things that goblins could have uh, done was <laughs> the goblins in this world are very um, really up my street. They're they're like little little bastards, um, horrible little creatures with wicked wicked little minds that make stupid mm-hmm. machines right i love that sort of thing and one of the things that they could do for example was uh slap a bunch of wands in a backpack right one launches a fireball right <laughs> one launches like i think an air blast or something 
And the other one puts out the fire afterwards. And voila, that's a jetpack. It's attached to a button. There we are. That's yeah. a jetpack. It's three ones in a yeah. box you put on your back. That's artificial. I, <laughs> I always, great. I always, I like to welcome goblin minorities into my country, no matter who I'm playing, because you'll get events about like, hey, this local goblin wants to do some crazy shit. Do you, <laughs> do you condone Gob- this? And I'm like, hell yeah, I do. Goblin, goblin communism is, doing- is so funny. <laughs> goblin yeah. communism is. I'm not going to spoil it, but if anyone wants to go and uh, do a run in the Serpent Spine as the Goblins or as a country that accepts Goblins and you get this Goblin Communism event chain, it is hilarious. It's amazing. I don't know Unless if it's in the game anymore. It I think they the might have. As... Yeah, they think it may yeah. have. I think oh, it's time to talk about that. <sighs> I mean, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about this later, I'm sure. Yeah. But I will... Um... I will say, like, the new Goblin stuff that is planned, I've had a look at the design documents, which are publicly available, right? This is another great thing about Amplize. It's all publicly developed. You can look at yeah. these things. You just hop into the Discord and you can look at... And you can access the early builds for stuff, too, on the um, on the GitHub page. Yeah. It's really mm-hmm. cool. So they're adding stuff for Castanor, which is for Rome. Um, and one of them is a... <laughs> Basically, if the goblins control the big city, um, which fantasy Rome, they could turn it into a really big slum, basically, that ends up polluting the area around it so badly and devving up this one big, massive mega city, essentially. That's the future plan of it, with like oh, exploring wow. industry all around it. And there's another one of the south that, like, you know, hacks down the trees of the deep woods and is wildly corrupt, you know. All sorts of goblin whackery, which is great. Which is which every fantasy setting needs. It needs to have a sort oh, of yeah. a, a sense of humor about a certain aspect of it, which is great. Yeah. You know, all the best ones do. Like Warhammer does, for example, right? Have right. A sense of humor, and and Warcraft, of course, certainly has a sense of humor about a lot of its races. So yeah, yeah the, the the recent updates, I think, is is the direction you you guys were kind of going. Yeah, um, um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan, personally. Of, what is um, what? What is uh? What has changed lately that you weren't super into? Uh, so I mean, it's. I mean, it's not all bad. There's some really good things of a recent update, like the UI updates came in with the recent update, mm-hmm. um, yep. which were fantastic. Like the, the new magic UI is amazing. Um, the new race tolerance. Is is amazing. That's they completely rewrote the goblins to be. Uh, it's about as fun as cholera. It's it's really 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 <laughs> really really dull. <laughs> now, um, I would I the would... old goblin mission tree was incredibly laggy because it had things yeah. that basically when in the mod it was searching every single province to see if it had a modifier so that it could use that modifier. Mm. But like when, as the mod expands and you get like thousands and thousands of provinces, having this this command that searched every single province on a yeah. monthly tick lags the game a lot. So instead of like fixing that thing, apparently it was so integrated that the entire the entire system had to go. Yeah. So it got rewritten mm. and a lot of the fun all of the fun. All of the fun was was kind <laughs> of was, lost was uh, in the yeah. purge. Yeah. That's like the, unfortunate. The old, old like uh, 
chaotic nature of goblin societies that have been changed and replaced with. Well, I could only say, for example, Rail Skulker, I think, is the single most boring uh, mission tree I think I've ever played in vanilla mm. or modded uh, uh, E4. The, the flavor text is absolutely tedious. Um, and, and the pacing is awful. Like, for example, when you're in a serpent spine, one of the core mechanics is digging your holes deeper. Now, the entire right. mission tree basically is locked behind digging your hole deeper twice, right? And if you're a goblin, you can only do that at like 10, 12, I think. It takes a good while to get to. It might take like 10 years to dig the thing. You have to do that twice to unlock the first tier of your, uh, your mission tree. And by that point, if, unless you have completely messed up your gameplay, you've probably conquered all of the Western Serpent Spine before you've even unlocked the first stage of a mission tree. And at that point, <laughs> It gives you a bunch of missions to conquer, like, the province next to you or some useless caves that, you know, um, unless you uh, are terrible at the game, you have no interest in getting until you've got all the holds in the, in the Western Serpent And By the end of the mission tree, like, the last two missions is, like, uh, get uh, a promise called Amaldeer, right? Which happens mm-hmm. about three quarters of the way through the mission tree. and It's like the old dwarven capital. Exactly, basically. yeah. Yeah. Anyone playing a Western Serpent Spine is like the place you want to get first, right? Because it's such a good province. So you've already conquered yeah. that like at least 200 years before uh, you even unlock it on the mission tree to get permanent claims there. It's, it's the worst mission tree I think I've ever played. It's, it's absolutely terrible, pacing and flavor wise. And the old one, uh, you can actually play like older versions, I'm pretty sure. At least I, I, you know, I've got an old copy anyway. But the old dwarves are goblins and. What the new goblins will be in Hanor, and hopefully if they ever rework the Serpent Spine, we're amazing. So <laughs> you form an all-clan, right? Of uh-huh. all the goblins, and it is the most dysfunctional, rubbish government <laughs> possible. <laughs> right? There's three, like, really <laughs> oppositional factions of, like, goblins that just want to blow stuff up, the technocrats, right? Want to make new wacky, crazy machines just because, you know, they love, they've got a short attention span and they love to see something go fast and explode, right? Right. have got goblins that just want to be really rich <laughs> and other goblins that just want to have power, like the old clan bosses and stuff. And they're constantly fighting and having debates in what is essentially a, a parliament um, um, you know, fighting arena where, you know, if they're disagreeing on something, there's assassinations happening constantly and then bombs being set off in parliament. It's just a general standard part of a course aspect sounds of, about right yeah <laughs> it's very good there's so many really funny things like for example like you can set up a like a rocket system right and no one even thinks that setting up a rocket system in a cave is maybe a bad idea so you set up this rocket system you invest loads of money into it and then bang you get an event saying how much of a fantastic success it was the rocket flew and then it crashed into the ceiling and blew up and killed thousands. And it, this was an amazing <laughs> success, right? <laughs> so cool. And then later on, you have a goblin that like comes up with the ultimate scam, right? He's got to have pieces of paper and he's got to pretend they've got value. And he's got to sell these pieces of paper with value <laughs> and accidentally creates like Wall Street. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this constant failing upwards <laughs> of these little bastards. It's, it's, it was so funny. Um, Anyway, but now that, well, that's gone, sadly. 
but will return in a future update. So you know, don't let me. So basically, if you want to play goblins, probably manually download an older version. Old or version, wait for, or wait for yeah. the Castanor goblins, which seems to be uh, well directed. Um, yeah, got it. But I would um, recommend doing that because it's probably the most fun playthrough you'll ever have on Amberdark. Because they were my personal favorite. I, and the other yeah. aspect of the mod, and I don't know if you've gotten to this point too, Lambert, where you're doing this, this new expeditions that you have yeah. in the Serpent Spine, right? Which are very good. Um, apart from the first like, time you play them. First time you play them. Um, which is fine. It's sort of nice little side quests that you do, right? Um, but there's an event that triggers if you don't do them, which completely like wrecks your province, like adds loads of... Um, uh, adds a really horrible modifier to the cave until you clear it out. But what that does is, because setting up these expeditions is quite fiddly, and what that does essentially is forces you to uh, interact with this new system, which should be a side quest, and makes it into just a load of busy work, um, which is such a terrible design decision, um, ruined by one event, um, which is sometimes an impulse for designers. They make a new system, and, you know, out of fear of somebody not interacting with a new system, they make that new system mandatory and in the process ruins that system. Yeah. Which happens a lot, right? In in just general I, game design. I, I sort of felt that way a little bit about uh the black demean with they have like multiple mechanics that do the same thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Where like the so like a, a your acolyte vassal states have to have at least 20% of your development or else they're going to be really rebellious. But then there's also the acolyte estate privilege that automatically gives them a certain percentage of the the land you win in the big conquest wars. And it's like, okay, I don't know why we need to have two mechanics that encourage me to give land to my vassals. Like, just pick one and make it good. I don't, I don't really see the point of having both of these. Yeah, mechanics. it's there's yeah. definitely some some areas where there's too many mechanics mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's a well, sort of like, you know, very localized issues in what is overall a very, 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 very right. good project. Like, it's, it's, there, there's, there's a variance in quality yes, <laughs> across definitely. the map. Um, there's, sure. you want to hear, you want to ask somebody like, what are the really, really good starts? Because some of them are going to be a lot more interesting. Yes. Mm. Yeah. It basically, if it doesn't have a mission tree, automatically like discount it. Don't yeah. bother playing it. Yeah. Um, the the mission trees are really why you play Anbana. Um, and increasingly why you play Vanilla E four too. To be honest. Yeah. Like, true. That's fair. Yeah. And if you're if you're playing in the Serpent Spine, even look up like okay, because the hold that you initially settle as your capital is going to have a huge impact on. Oh yeah, the experience you have. So definitely look, look up what the different holds are, because who who you start at isn't isn't going to matter after a certain as much after a certain point. You want to settle in a hold that has an interesting story to it. Yeah, not every think, hold has a mission tree yet. Right. So it's yeah. uh, important to choose the the right one. So yeah, Amaldir's a pretty good bet if you have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's the serpent it. spine run, yeah. It's a very uh, vanilla yeah. one, right? Where the goal is to conquer the rest of the serpent spine, right? Yeah. And unite the Dwarven Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very There's good no province, too. To it. Yeah. 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 
Um, the Feraldom is pretty good. Um, that's probably one of my favorite dwarves to play. Uh, I've heard very good things about Crack Doomvroar that you don't have to like go and settle it. You can just start as them. Hmm. And their whole deal is making uh, magical ice weaponry, um, mm. which is uh, apparently very fun. I've not yet played them, and the no, start same. is a little slow. Uh, but once it gets going, it, it's apparently very much uh, th- very fun. I think that's true of everyone in the Serpent's Bone. The start is le- slow in the mountains, but so you know, yeah. start to go back. With the dwarves, you get a lot of um, disaster-related uh, speed bumps, too, as you're going along. Oh yeah, no, no, oh yeah. Disasters yep. in this game are so punishing, mm-hmm. especially yeah, like the dwarves because they can just get so unbelievably rich and powerful. Like they've got huge speed bumps and several of them um, that can occur in quick succession that'll see you dropping like thirty thousand ducats on fixing these things. Yeah, yeah. Um, no other race really gets something that punishing other than maybe... Asador has a big uh, civil war. It's pretty bad, but it's not as oh, bad as Vidor. Yeah. Amayan has a huge civil war. It's like a, mm. an Imperator Rome-style civil war where it splits off a country off you. Mm. Um, and Rabagekor, uh, they have a really bad disaster as well. But I still think the dwarves, like Serpent's Rot is awful. Um... Yeah, Yeah, I love that. Like, I won't spoil what the disaster actually is, but I do love that they have a disaster based on our society became too rich too quickly. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. (laughs) And now we have to deal with that. Like, that is, that's literally one of the disasters you have to deal with. Yeah, the dwarves are getting too dwarven, they're hoarding too much. (laughs) Yeah. uh Remember that really bad Hobbit film? The third one, uh-huh. uh, where the the dwarf like is all like sick yeah. in the head with gold. Yeah, exactly. it's basically that in in yeah. EF4 form. Yeah, imagine yeah. that, but good. And that's an Amber. <laughs> <laughs> imagine if anything a... about those movies had been worth seeing. At all. It's about as painful getting through it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not imagine sure which one I'd rather wa- do again. Imagine if you had to watch all of the Hobbit extended editions. And then, like every five minutes, you also have to pay a thousand dollars. I legit yeah. think the, the special effects in the U four are better than the special effects in this film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, yeah. Oh, that's something so, they're adding too: is models, like unit models, coming in slowly. Oh yeah, yeah, like they have they have orc and goblins now. I think. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Was my recent history. run as Frozen Maw has uh, gray orcs, which is so cool. Yeah, yeah. They just need actually... elven models because the elves use <laughs> samurais, samurais yeah. and it yeah. doesn't fit at all. It's, it's so. It's, I don't like it. I yeah. don't like it at all. Uh, Sorry, my Fro- I'll get something. Frozen Maw is like a canonical winner of this era, aren't they? That's. Because that's the other so. thing is is that there's there's also going to be a Vicky three mod. Yeah, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, hopefully yeah. someday. And uh, yeah, Grombar is actually one of the countries that exists <laughs> on the map in the Vicky three mod. So. Yeah, I, uh, without the complaining too I'm much about Vicky and Banar, Vicky three <laughs> is to see trains running down the serpent spine. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. I don't care about anything else because Vicky three is a bad game. I just want to <laughs> see them trains. And I'll be happy. I think, yeah, I think a lot of the core mechanics of Vicky need to be fixed up before, 
<laughs> before. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's not like we spent like a half hour before we started recording the show <laughs> talking about how broken Vicky Three is right now or anything. But yeah. maybe that'll be an episode in the near future. <laughs> yeah. it, is, um, it is the uh, uh, Rail Skulker mission tree of Paradox Games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. Uh, no, come on, too much. Too much. Too harsh. Uh, now it's disappointing <laughs> and flavorless. Yeah, I, I'm hoping. Uh, I said during our our um, our uh, 2023 strategy games of 2023 episode, which I think was the last episode of that. I'm really looking forward to Vicky Three coming out of early access. And, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think 2022 was their year, but 2023 no, might maybe. be. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward um, to maybe I mean, 2024. <laughs> the fact that you're looking forward already makes you more of an optimist than I. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's stuff we've missed. There's like precursor ruins in the new world. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is another thing. And in China, you're uh, not sort, just sort of right. You're not just colonizing like a, a new continent, but also there's stuff that was left behind by the precursor elves who were way more advanced than anyone currently is before mm. their continent blew up. And, and they didn't and have, I like, don't want to spoil of... everything, but they might have had like maybe planar travel or spaceships or something like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just a theory. Cities. Go dig up. Yeah. Go dig up their temples and see what you find. But, but you, so. you kind of, you kind of need them for uh, like, uh, a great little mechanic that adds later in the game called Artificery, or early if you're playing a goblin or right. a gnome, you get early access yeah. to them, where uh, you have a capacity to use different inventions that your artificers come up with. Mm-hmm. So you're essentially using these old, and each each precursor relics adds like five to capacity. You get a bit for coal, you get a bit for a new resource called Dame Steer, which, uh, or Dame Star, or however you pronounce Dame it. Steer, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because everything is part of the dame's head. There's a whole region where yeah. everything is named after um, dame's nostril, dame's mole, <laughs> yeah. dame's dimple, dame's earlobe. Don't forget yeah. dame's, earlobe. dame's earlobe. Yeah, yeah. Dame's forex. Yeah, that's the one. I mean, <laughs> I was about to joke about dame's teeth, but that is actually one <laughs> of dame's them. Is like, a t- yeah, dame's teeth. Like, yeah. ironically, that's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dame's eye coast is a thing. Sure. Sure. Uh, oh wait, I wasn't wrong. That one of the provinces on the island is called Eargate. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, there is there is Dame's Ear. There is a province called Dame's Ear. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was Dame Seer, and then I realized, oh, this is all named after parts of a face. So yeah. it's pretty cool because it like <laughs> I you just can need to know who orientate the Dame your uh Well, it's just because of the shape of a sea, right? It looks like a head. So you can or or orientate yourself around that area very easily just because these areas are called the bits of the face that you can see, you know. Yeah, uh-huh. It'd be like if somebody made fantasy Italy and called like, you know, the area of the south like, you know, heels Dame's yeah. boot. Yeah. yeah Dame's toe. <laughs> or stiletto yeah. berg or something, you know. <laughs> so you could easily see bits. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, yeah. Uh, artificery, sorry. Um so the Yeah. Each each one of these is ad artifice and you can uh, give an estate privilege to your artifice and you start collecting these inventions. So essentially using these ancient things to make a uh i don't know a, all these little fantasy trope things like uh a bag of uh carrying of his D things holding, yeah. bag of holding yeah which uh allows you to trade more because you're already putting stuff in bags of holding and shipping them across the sea which is great yeah uh-huh 
There's even, I mean, there's also like a traditional magic system that has like the seven. Yeah. Basically like the D&D schools of magic. You can do stuff like pacifying a province by casting a spell on it that makes everyone happy. Um, You can. Scrying on your neighbors. If you get strong yeah. enough, you can just like shape shift into a dragon and like you get plus 200 siege ability or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, there's some there's some wacky stuff. It used to be a pain in the ass because the interface sucked, but they've made it a lot better. Yeah. Um, oh, there's, there's a bit of a so. warning there, too, for people who have just come against the yeah. game, right? Watch out for mage generals. Yes. Yeah. They are absolutely brutal. They're great fun to have and if, if your enemies got them, and it's for a new player, and it sometimes catches you off guard, but um, it can yeah. really change a war. Like, Andrenar really needs to add like an extra star, like a three star general. These mages are not. Yes. These are four and five star generals. That's yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> their stats can actually go above six. Like you can have seven shock. Oh yeah, <laughs> war mage. And they're brutal, uh, especially in the early game. Like, yes. yeah. So, um, and then artificery will kind of maybe let you keep up if you're not a magical nation. You yeah. get a way to to fight back. Again that because you kind yeah, of have to choose one or the other i mean not, yeah, not entirely but yeah because if you have a very influential estate of mages it decreases your artificial capacity right by, yeah. quite substantially yeah. right i'm quite happy that mages do shock damage as well and not fire damage because that means that automatically mages will start dropping off Yes. Um. Towards the end of the game, where fire becomes more relevant. Yeah. And right. you might think that, like, you know, but fire damage just makes more like thematic sense for them. You know, they're throwing fireballs and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but just the way that you want to see like mages peter out in influence, I, I think shock absolutely works really, really well for that. Definitely. I agree. Plus, if you ha- if they were good at fire in the end game, when fire does like the most damage, having a 12 fire general is just mind blowing like just nah yeah 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 definitely and when you start I getting guess... the artificial infantry start to you know really you know oh yeah especially oh yeah, if you yeah. stack up some of the modifiers of the artificial infantry like uh gosh yeah. what's it called um it's the uh, rifles that you get what are they called? uh dames tier bullets yeah yeah oh vorpal vorpal, vorpal bullets yeah yeah vorpal, vorpal bullets. bullets yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, it's 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 wild. Um, yeah, so like artificers become an estate. Mages, unless you expel the mages, they're an estate you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And then the other huge mechanic we haven't discussed yet is adventurers, oh, which yeah. is most countries will just have like D and D murder hobo parties wandering around, yeah. and uh, like a wyvern or like zombies will like pop up in one of your provinces. And based on how influential your adventurers' estates are and what privileges you've granted them determines, like, the chance that they will remove these negative province modifiers. Um, Because if you just, if you keep them really weak, those can stack up and you Mm -hmm. can just have, like, you know, monsters running the countryside, basically. Yeah, and and if you're a small nation, it really... Except badly, right? Um, yeah. Well, and like some of them, like zombies can spread. If zombie infection gets to the highest level, it can start spreading to other provinces. And yeah. 
Yeah. You don't want that. Um, <laughs> no. I remember there's a, there's a great, um, there's a city in one province called Amonkost, right? Which is like... Uh, it's Constantinople. Yeah, it's, well, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I was always, God, what's that name of that town in Dishonored? Big one. Oh, Dunwall. Yeah, Dunwall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like Dunwall or Ankh-Morpork or something, you know? It's like a, it's like a big fantasy town. Yeah, um, they, I, they start with 53 development, and I think the highest any other province starts with is like 30 or yeah. something. <laughs> and so, you get like events that increase yeah. that a lot too, and you get yeah. F-cost reduction if you want to add stuff to there. And you also you get like lots of every single race basically comes to settle there eventually. So right. you end up having a big multicultural melting pot city, which is really cool. Anyway, I was yeah. playing as that, that one nation miner. And I had the event, so it was like, oh, it's a haunted house. And because I was one province, and all my income came from this one province, this haunted house was wrecking my economy. Oh, okay. I was brought to my knees by a haunted house. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that would be rough. Because, yeah, it, it's almost like, because, like, cat or, uh, what's the not Rome? Um, Castle. Called- Castle. Cas- Ca- what's the city called though? Cano, um, Cano I think. Castanoff, Castanoff, sorry. Castanaf. Castanaf, Castanaf yeah. yeah, yeah. So they break that up into three different provinces, and I feel like uh, Anbankos probably needs to be. Yeah, that would be great, actually. Yeah. Multiple provinces, too, because, yeah, it's it's all of your development if you start as them. <laughs> yeah. Like, like this one yeah. mega city, basically. So That's a great idea, actually. I should probably do that. Yeah. Sub my time. Um, I mean, you you said there like adventurers are basically like a D and D party, right? And that is one of the things that I have loved seeing, uh, especially on like the the Anbanar Reddit, is people saying, "Oh, I've made this map, um, of say this region of the world in Anbanar, uh, for my D and D group." Because we're just literally having a D and D game in this world, yeah, yeah, that's and it awesome. Is, it's set up so perfectly for it, oh, yeah. And I'm so jealous. Um, I I love playing D and D, and I don't want to stop playing in the world that uh, I'm playing in right now. But I would love to do like a second was... game with somebody who is so like deeply knowledgeable about Anbanar. I've so I've I also always I've wanted to do that too so much. I, I, I've not wanted to do that for a fantasy-based mod since Civilization Falls Fall from Heaven, which I think is the last big fantasy yeah. mod that I really found love. Um, it's such a great setting, and yeah, it like, like that. Yeah, there's so much detail, and then like the other like interesting wrinkle to that is like if you start out as one of the adventuring companies, um, like in in Escan, you can basically form like an adventurer state yes yeah. <laughs> that's like run by adventurers where the leader is like elected from among the adventurers which is yeah. uh, is it kind of becomes hard to manage to stay that way through the end game but um <laughs> yeah, it sounds it. like a fun play for it so i might try that yeah yeah i one of my favorite government forms in uh in EU4 is theocracy, hmm. uh, which is wild to say as an atheist, but yeah, it is. I love playing as theocracies. <laughs> the mechanics are so fun. Yeah. Um, and there's just like a, a, a unfortunate, other than these adventurers, there's just an unfortunate lack of 
theocracies around the map. Mm. I think other than them, there's like the Damish Temple. Um and that's kind of Yeah, it. unless you have the, the Magisterium. Damish Temple doesn't yet have a mission tree. So well, the Magisterium is more I... of a majocracy. In fact, that's a lot of the theocracies are majocracies. Yeah. Right? yeah. Magisterium, Damish Temple, and the Adventurers. Yep. I want more. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool, actually. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was like clicking around to look to see if I could find any more, but yeah, Having there aren't. A bit more content for the the Revalian states that pops up when Revalianism, which is essentially the papal state, it pops up in a random province. Yeah, um, that would be cool. The Magitech Pope, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You actually have yeah. like uh, Pope Mex, I think, is one of the things uh-huh. they get uh, in their like uh, idea. This, uh, I don't know. You gotta have a Pope Mac. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Pope <laughs> had a what? Mac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mac You're a hard out Pope Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a fucking people gun damn out here. <laughs> Bulletproof glass, is that it? <laughs> Pathetic. Uh... <laughs> gotta have a bit of heresy yeah. on a podcast, otherwise, it's not really a real podcast. Literally piercing no, the yeah. heavens. Yeah. Yeah, you got to, you got to, do, you got to do it. Um, yeah, I feel like if people aren't interested in this mod by now, they're probably not going to be. But like, is there anything we missed? Uh, oh, think- if you play as one of the elves in Bulwa, your entire mission tree is all about. Um, we haven't seen our god Surayel for a while, so how about my king just let's let's make him ascend to godhood. And you got yeah. like various different paths as to whether it succeeds or not. Mm. Um, that's real fun. Go play Varamhar. Yeah. Um, yeah. My uh, one of my yeah. friends who I recently got into this mod actually playing a single player game. Apparently, the ogres in the north, the frozen, uh, Orbitrol. Orbitrol, yeah. Apparently, they are amazingly fun. It's very I've, difficult. I've first wanted war. to do that. Yeah. Like that mission tree is a bit deceptive when you first load it. There's a lot of stuff that you that opens up, which I never quite understood. There's a I never quite liked the idea of hidden mission trees. Present it all in the future, and then like people, because a lot of people click on relation and go, "Oh, that's a that's quite a small mission tree," and then just like yeah, not bother with it. Um, I think troll administration is one of the worst. That you oh, can yeah. have. Yes, that's so right. it's like Trolls, yeah, that's I wanna, yeah, that's right. I said Yeah, like I don't know, like I might need to just like subjugate some humans and make them the bureaucrats <laughs> of the course. So, like, like, so I I did just click on Orbitrol and they start with a hundred prestige. Um what? Yeah, and a and an, an amazing queen, I think. Is that right? She's, she's, she's a three one six. I'm not right. sure I'd call no, her amazing. She's not amazing. <laughs> Good <laughs> militarily, which is what matters for a troll. True, yeah. true. Yeah. And also, um, yeah. yeah, I think your troops are pretty good, but you don't get much of them. They're kind of like elves in that way, right? Yeah, very shock focused. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of trolls, you've also got Myamore, which is basically it's Shrek. <laughs> their, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Their ruler Stay is called Shrek. <laughs> Yep. Um, you can see where the influence there is is coming through. Um, they have a mission tree. Um, that I think it's all based around Smash Mouth lyrics or something. Yes, that yeah, no, it's, 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 yeah. And their idea Fun- groups are the same. It's- Funny enough, he's an expansionist, which is not 
Shrek like at all. But yeah. <laughs> well, he's expansionist because he doesn't have all of the swamp yet. That's right. And then oh, all these dwarves coming you. through and the orcs coming through, he just needs them to get out of his swamp. <laughs> That's right. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, boot up your Smash Mouth playlist and compose a go. Yeah. <clears throat> So, yeah, so far, Anbinar is my strategy game of 2023. <laughs> Let's yeah, see yeah. what else Fact. comes out. Um, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it, even though I don't really play Vanilla E4 that much anymore. Um, yeah. I mean, I, 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 got any I, Lions of an Awful is actually recommend. very good. Like, you know, it's a very good DLC, but again, yeah. I, I played it for a few times and then just got back to, <laughs> to Anbinar. But I do rate it. I think Lions of an Awful did a pretty good job. Um, yeah. To be fair. I'll take your word for it and stick with Ampana. What, <laughs> what were you asking, Lambert? Um, is there a, a nation that you would recommend for people? Or for us that we haven't played yet? I think just for like any random person, I would start as one of the adventuring companies in the Green Tide Ooh. Uh, yeah, area. Yeah. Like I think that's just especially if you've played a lot of EU4, it's so different. Um, in terms of like the nation building phase, um, True, either that no or no one really plays natives in vanilla, mm. right? So it's new for that <laughs> apart from the well. <laughs> Yeah, well, okay, I'm, but... I'm weird. My first game of yeah. EU three was the Iroquois, and they didn't even have any mechanics. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I would maybe wait on. I mean, you should play dwarves. The reason I wouldn't say dwarves should be your first game is because they are getting another update soon. Um, so, uh, yeah, from what I've heard, so Those maybe, are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, but they are a lot of fun to play. Um, yeah, all of I the mean, individual elves in Bulwa all have their own mission trees, and they're all great. Mm. Yeah, that that would also be high on my recommendation list. Also, well. there's uh, there's still a lot of fun left in the. Uh, XL goblins, uh, they didn't get touched, so like the Over Clan is still pretty fun. It's sort I'm of more like Marblehead, Marblehead, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they could be quite fun too. Culture um, Exodus Goblin, oh, I feel like that's reductive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also hope goblins get the cultures get split up a little bit. Um, yeah, if you if you want to play the protagonists, if you want to play the main character of reality, uh, try out Corintar. They're like, yeah, yeah, they're the if there's a main character, they are the main character. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when you say in there about um, the splitting up the cultures, that is the one thing that I think um, really could do with a, a change in Anbanar. Um, mm -hmm. Say that I am playing as uh, say I'm playing as Frozenmore. It's the campaign I'm playing at the moment. Mm. Um, I'm Grey Orc. I, you know, I accept humans and but I'm somehow only accepting human, very specific cultures of humans. So instead of being like, oh, all of these humans in the North, um, to me as an orc, they're all basically the same. They're Northern humans. Mm. It's a difference between like an alien coming down and seeing the difference between Swedish people and Danish people. There's not a whole lot of difference <laughs> to that alien. <laughs> So between yeah. the also two of those humans, cultures, actually. absolutely, there's yeah, a difference. Yeah. But to the alien, there's no difference at all. Yeah, uh, I, but I'm I'm American. Uh, all all Europeans are basically the yeah, same. Same, <laughs> yeah, same with America for sure. us. That's the that's the stereotype. At least. It's New yeah. York, Texas, California. That's it. Yeah. Uh -huh. I feel like if you're yeah. playing as a a 
a race, say you're playing as orc, then you then you instead of accepting cultures, you should be accepting culture groups. Mm. Um, so in yeah. yeah, that that would make things so much better because I mean the the gray orc they ain't caring about the difference between East Dollar and West Dollar cultures. <laughs> it's just not a thing we they're, care about. Yeah, they're 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 cold puny humans and uh yeah so yeah. they speak the same language they just live on each side of the river Dala. <laughs> i don't care <laughs> but i have to individually accept both of them and when your We're... accepted culture slots are so limited this just, just brazenly just brazenly erasing all of the rich cultural distinctness between People who live on the west side of the Dollar River and the east side of the Dollar River. Um, <laughs> to an orc, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's irrelevant. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder if that's I, even yeah. possible, because you always have to work within the framework of what's possible in evil. Yeah, one, right? true. Yeah. yeah. Something like, you know, I mean, they've hacked so many things. Yeah, yeah. I'm it so could weird. be a case of you've accepted one part of this culture, uh, so every owned province of yours that modifier. is in that culture group converts to it. Uh, yeah, Something yeah, like that. that that all that that seems like yeah. I, I'd be curious to know if there's a way to do that in in like uh, in EU four. If not, that's something I would like to see for EU five. Is like this culture is in a culture group where I have already accepted one culture in this culture group, so the penalties will not be as bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To me, as an Englishman, the difference between <laughs> a Frenchman and a, an Occitanian is irrelevant. You both speak French. You're French. I don't care if you live in Paris or or bloody Nice. You're the same culture. It's uh, and and I'm not even an orc. <laughs> as as far as we know, uh, I mean, I mean, don't ask the Irish. But like, yeah, basically, it's it's. It's it's silly that it's um so fractured in that regard. Um, yeah, yeah. If they can fix it, if they can make that a thing, then chef's kiss. Yeah. Do I care about the difference between blue foot halflings and red foot halflings? Put your bloody shoes on. I don't care what color your feet are. <laughs> They've got very different types of pies. Actually, it's very important yeah. to halflings. If I had a request, I would like to see them add like some kind of majorcratic religion, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one of the the weird things playing as the Black Demean is like I was still Coronite, which is like well, you do we get don't that unique religion about actually. Yeah, you, you get your own religion as yeah, well later on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe I just didn't get far enough in the mission tree to unlock it. Then yeah, there should be there should be more stuff like that because I think um, yeah. Like I sort of they think they got plans for like a dark pantheon for Regent's Court. Uh, oh, interesting. I believe it's the plan. Question yeah, mark. well, because like the the lore of the the Black Demean is like that they just think gods are like really powerful mages or something, so anyone could become a god. Yeah. So it doesn't really make sense to worship them necessarily, but mm. uh, yeah. Goblin um, shamanism is still the best. It has the uh, fetishist. Uh, hybridization? No, not yeah, yeah. I think it is. Yeah, uh, hybridization mechanics and like. Oh yeah, it's it's from the old updates. So there's still a lot of humor in it, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and so for example, like Jad for very tolerant, uh, you know, tolerant elves. If you have a have a, a syncretic faith with them, 
Uh, you have these goblin cults that are like, yeah, oh, we're going to have tolerance and peace with each other, right? But that's completely an anathema to <laughs> goblin mentality. And their idea of burying the hatchet, for example, um, would be like literally burying a hatchet. And during the ceremony where they're burying a hatchet, they have a fight about who gets to bury the hatchet. <laughs> it's, <laughs> nice. it's, it's very good. It's loads of stupid events like that. Like my it. my favorite religion would still have to be New Sun Cult. Not because of the bonuses you get, because if you're just looking for like power and what gives you the best modifiers, you'll go for Jad mm. if you're in this region. Uh, but based purely on the flavor that you get as New Sun Cult, it's just it's far above any other religion I can think of mm. because it uses the um you know the J- uh, the Japanese system in oh yeah um, the Shinto stuff yeah. Yeah, the the isolationist yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. In, they have uh instead there's this like incidents that happen. Mm. Whereas you'll you'll get to a certain date and you'll have um an incident called like the death of Telerios, which is the ruler of Erlium. He dies. He's like the pope of this cult mm. uh, of this religion, and there's a whole event chain based on his death where you decide the new path of the religion. Um, and there's, I think there's five or six of these, um, incidents that are like, they, they take over your game while they're, uh, going on because they are that impactful and it doesn't feel like, oh shit, this, this thing's coming up now. I was busy doing this other thing because it is, they are just so well-written. Mm. Um, one about a genie coming back to life and screwing things up. Oh, it's just, it's beautiful. It's chef's kiss. Play a new Sun Cult Nation to completion. like. 1820, you'll have fun the entire way. Yeah, I might do that as my next playthrough, actually. I don't have played in my region beyond playing as Jad. Um, yeah, Jad, I don't and, like and Jad Head. purely <laughs> because the name The Jad just doesn't sound like a religion. <laughs> if they renamed it to Jadite or Jadism, yeah, or I'd be all for it. I would play a game as Jadari, mm. but The Jad, nah, I'm done. That, <laughs> bad, naming convention of is just bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it does just sound like I mean, it sounds too much like like Chad, like Jad is yeah, just like yeah, a guy yeah. that. Like, hey, what's That's up, a, Jad? Hey, Jad. Yeah, so, <laughs> what are you going to so. do? Tolerance and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, well, I think we've covered Anbanar pretty well. Um, yeah. it's. I, I I couldn't recommend it more highly if you're into high fantasy stuff, yeah. if you're into grand strategy games. We have missed out a very large region, like of the centaurs, which I think have a very interesting gameplay. Yeah, also, see, I haven't even, even I haven't even played there yet. <laughs> like, it's, it's, we, we it's, didn't mention the command or the raj. The command, yes. or like, I don't even like, know what's going on with them. There's oh, just like this brutal. this terrifying hobgoblin hierarchy that like yeah. always ends up being the number one or two great power and i'm just over on the other side of the world being like i'm glad they don't live near me <laughs> very <laughs> militaristic uh, i state. guess playing as as uh as Kare, i'll have to deal with them eventually <laughs> yep have fun <laughs> with that <laughs> yeah some for some reason the hobgoblins it's just like seeing a shark fin beneath the water they're always super strong and i have no <laughs> idea what their deal is or why they just Run roughshod over everyone. But, I would uh, say yeah. I would like to play as them at some point. They seem pretty. <laughs> they have a new mission tree in this. They new do, yeah, yeah. Like uh, it is. 
And it's not a case of, you know, you're starting as the number, I think it's number two great power in the world. Um, so I'm just going to steamroll everything. It's not like that. There's actually nuance to this uh, Ottoman parallel. Mm. Oh, so they're the they're the hobgodmans. Okay. <laughs> Octgoblins. Yeah. Octogob- yeah. <laughs> they have slave states as a unique vassal type. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm scared. Come pick me good. up. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, yeah, I I haven't even played there's like a region that has like ogres and centaurs and like yeah. lake humans. I don't know what they're supposed to be based on. Oh, it's um, Bard from The Hobbit. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Do, yeah. do you remember? Do you remember that film? The the, the oh, one yeah. that everyone loved. Yeah, that one. So yeah. memorable. Uh, yeah, The Hobbit. Yeah, uh, it's Bard. They it's have a, like that's pretty cool. You sort of sit there waiting for the centaurs to attack. So the centaurs, have, uh, it's a crab yeah. bucket where you're fighting each other. And you're vassalizing the other centaurs, and you're perpetually at war. And you can only recruit cavalry. The centaurs. Of um, course. Yeah. Uh, so you know. Nobody's topping off their lower torso and becoming infantry. Um, <laughs> in the first multiplayer I did in Anvanar, we had a centaur player who took that very much to heart, and he didn't even build cannons. It was just cavalry. <laughs> oh, yeah. He had a, he put a million cavalry in one battle and no cannons. <laughs> Amazing. He got melted, but like... Yeah, uh, gloriously. That's a... Yeah, I mean... You just all, gotta, all you just gotta to weave. Him. You gotta zigzag between the <laughs> cannonballs. Just, you know... I mean, we've all seen The Last Samurai on that cavalry charge. Oh, yeah. The Gatling yeah, they did, they didn't it doesn't weave. go well for the cavalry. <laughs> they, they, they didn't do enough weaving. weaving. They didn't zigzag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. You get like, a, once you've have United Fair and you won this crab bucket, you get a thing called momentum and you have to carry on conquering stuff until you fall apart. So it's really nice. cool. And if you're I playing like with that. humans, you sit there trying to reform your society a bit. And interacting. And when you reform, you just integrate everything. Yeah, all at become once really powerful. And become the number one great power overnight. Yeah. They they weirdly you live like in they, fear of the centaurs perpetually as you're doing it. Yeah. They have like a weird mix of like Mongolian and Eastern European names. Yeah. But then there there's also a not Mongolia air like <laughs> culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is sort Over of also Hollis. not Manchu. Yeah, uh, and they wear so... masks and ride like chocobos, basically. Yeah, <laughs> as far uh-huh. as I'm aware. yeah. they're they're chocobo mongols. Yeah, chocobo <laughs> mongols, exactly. Yeah, and a little south of them is fighting, who fight by dropping bombs from airships. <laughs> oh my goodness! It, yeah. This this mod is full of real fun things to discover. Can someone yeah. please do the chocobo racing theme, but with Mongolian throat singing that can be added to Amber? <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a fun um, nice to play. So yeah, you should check out Anbinar if you are looking for something to do and you like fantasy and grand strategy games. Definitely, definitely, um, very, very recommend. good mod. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before uh, before we get out of here, uh, it's been a long time since I said this, but do you have anything to plug, <laughs> uh, Lambert? What's what's been going on on your channel lately? Uh, uh, depression. Uh, no. Um, I've been doing quite. I've been doing quite a lot of uh, multiplayer's. I've got an Anbanar multiplayer starting on the first of February. I, I'm also playing an Antebellum multiplayer. Um, and uh, yeah, just quite a lot of um that kind of thing. Uh, and what is Antebellum? It's um, 
It's another EU4 overhaul mod because vanilla is not for me. It's all um, the rage these days. Yeah. yeah. It's still using the real world map, but it's like a ultimate uh, alternate history. Uh, so things like the Reconquista failed and mm. uh, William the Bastard never conquered England. Uh, Norse is still a thing. Uh, all of these different It's just elements. sounding like the good timeline. <laughs> yeah, no, basically, yeah, yeah. Lotharingia yeah. exists. And um, yeah. yeah, no, it is, you know, no Norman England. It's fantastic. That's why I'm playing it. <laughs> <laughs> of course I'm playing England in this multiplayer. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> The flag is a white dragon on a red field. It's literally <laughs> made for me. There you go, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, basically multiplayer stuff. Um, Lord Lambert on YouTube. Loris, I know you have uh, you have multiple new comics out fairly recently. Yeah, yeah um, I'm pumping out more comics. Um, I'm doing a comic with every E4 Dev Diary now. Um, and the Dev Diary seems pretty cool. So... Yeah. Uh, I got that. Like your Ottoman one. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I, I am the Byzantine. Yeah, in this I, comic. I, I, I was figured. present in that comic. Yeah. Man, I didn't realize like there's so many very serious ones on Reddit. You know, we were very seriously, unironically. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very weird. Um, so anyway, I poked fun at them, so it was fun. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, got new some new comics, and uh, I recently came back from France, did some work with Amplitude, um, got some things because they did a really cool charity stream. Um, so you can still check out the VODs. Uh, had an interview, uh, played a bit of Humankind with a streamer called 2D Kiri, who's lovely. And yeah, that's all on VODs on Amplitude Studios on Twitch, and in the future there will be more drawings related to that and comics. We also yeah. need to we need to do a revisit on uh, humankind at some point because I don't think we've talked about any of the DLC yet. So yeah, yeah, um, that and I the don't Vicky, think many Vicky three complained anymore. <laughs> Vicky <laughs> three complaining stream. Is, do I don't think we, many people are playing that either. Uh, <laughs> well, um, they're not. I mean, I, I just no. looked at the stats. Um, I hope we were talking about this before the show. But this is uh, the worst performing. I'll call it. Because I know Paradox people listen to it, I will call it. I will call it the upcoming Victoria Three constructive feedback episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, thanks various for, uh, degrees of whining. <laughs> <laughs> thanks uh, to both of you for being here. Uh, it's a pleasure. It's a lovely to do a podcast again with you. Mini no yeah. CB reunion, um, and uh, yeah. Uh, there's like a list of stuff I'm supposed to say at the end of the show. Yeah, you're supposed to promote yourself. You promoted me uh, a Lambert. I mean, this is this is the main thing I do, other than <laughs> freelance writing. But uh, yeah, yeah exactly. uh, so three moves ahead is hosted on the Idle Thumbs Network. Uh, you can find us there at idlethumbs.net/3ma. We have forums. Nobody's really on them anymore. I don't think forums are still a thing, but they Sadly. exist. Um, yeah, uh, used to be so good, on, didn't we? Yeah, I mean that was. We'll talk about forums when we talk about Victoria Three. There you <laughs> go. They exist there, <laughs> and I'm complaining on them. Um, uh, we're on Twitter as long as it exists at Three MA. 
Um, also, the <laughs> every every day I wake up and wonder is is the is the bird is the hell site gone? Um, is this uh, the day that Musk ends it all? Yeah, ends it off. Just it racing, racing between is it is it going to be directly because of something he did, or is everyone just going to leave indirectly? Um, uh. Uh, Patreon show supported by listeners like you on Patreon. Um, we are redoing our tiers right now, so look at for an update on that very soon. That's Patreon.com/slash3ma. Um, yeah. So for Lambert and for Father Loris, this is Len saying good night. All right. Okay. Bye bye.